0: is Rin. Welcome to Tabu Seekit where I talk about uh, taboo topics that aren't necessarily discussed in Malaysia. For this episode, I wanted to talk to you about the 1MDB scandal that's, you know, currently occurring in Malaysia. <laughs> uh, this is the biggest kleptocracy scandal in the world, and uh, I just wanted to talk to you about it because there are recent news regarding uh, the upcoming elections and uh, it's it's more updates like international news regarding the investigations and what's going to happen in the upcoming elections predictions and all these things but let me first talk to you about uh, 1MDB what exactly 1MDB is and what the scandal is all about so uh, 1MDB stands for one Malaysia Development Berhad Scandal. Eh, sorry, 1MDB. 1MDB uh, means One Malaysia Development Berhad. Okay, so the scandal is basically that Najib Tun who is our stupid Prime Minister, he has been channeling money from this uh, government-run uh, development company and he has transferred it into his account. This, this company is supposedly like a a project that's supposed to allow all kinds of people to be able to have access to basic necessities like, um, you know, food, uh, toiletries and all these things and for a very, very cheap price, like one ringgit or something. Uh, but he has been using this company as a way to transfer big lump sums of money into his own personal accounts. So what what he's accused of is that he has been channeling uh two point six two point six seven billion ringgit, which equates to seven hundred million American dollars, into his personal account. And this was revealed, if I'm not mistaken, uh I think it was three or four years ago before the before the the uh previous elections by a British woman. I can't remember her name, but she's she was a journalist and a researcher, I think, and she did like all the research on the accounts of uh, public funds and she put out the report, it's like the Sarawak report online and obviously exposing all of the the funding and the money and where the money has gone like it's it's like big lump sums like billions of of ringgit just disappeared you know and so obviously Najib is being accused and you know there was like an uproar of criticism amongst Malaysians or from, from all walks of life. And, uh, you know, we, we all, I don't know, I don't know who I speak on behalf of, but I'm pretty sure for people of my generation who are connected to the internet and who are very well informed, um, I speak for them when we say we want his resignation. We want him and his government to stop right now and we want a new government completely. And, you know, we're not the only ones who want this. Uh, Dr. Mahadehu is our previous prime minister of 22 years so not the best he probably he does have his own interests and his own uh past wrongdoings as well but he also wants uh, najib to step down and also the opposition leader Anwar ibrahim who is currently in jail uh he has been um he has been fighting against najib for years now and uh his his daughter who is currently um I think currently leading the opposition party, Noro Izah Anwar, is also fighting really hard against the current government. Um, it's quite bad. like The situation is quite horrible. The corruption is, is crazy. Uh, I, I can tell you about the last elections. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, the opposition won the popular vote by 51%. However... They didn't win enough seats um, because, well, there's a lot of factors, but I can tell you some of, some of them that happened uh, that contributed to the outright and very open corruption uh, of our unfortunate leaders. Um, so during our elections, uh, was it GE13? I think, yeah, the 13th election, which happened four years ago, I think. Uh, or maybe, no before that four or five it's supposed to be every four years but I'm pretty sure this happened before I went off to uh, study in the UK so that was it's probably four to five years ago basically um, it's crazy like when when the elections were happening there were so many things that were exposed in online like for example um, the government would would uh, purposefully black out cities, cities around Malaysia, so that people can sneak sneak into the ballot um, the ballot stations and switch the bags of ballots, so that you know when people are counting it, it would mostly be the BN, like uh, current government bodies' votes, or they would request recounts, so that like they would request recounts for for no apparent reason, uh, like for example, if if this city had more opposition votes, they would just request a recount, like, randomly at 2 in the morning. And obviously, it means that they have switched the bags or something. And then uh, it, it would be mostly the government body votes, you know? And another another thing that was happening was that um, uh, the government were, were openly flying in uh, foreign workers from Bangladesh and Nepal and everything. And they were... Um, bribing them they were saying like if you vote for bn we will give you a pr and a and a malaysian identification card so that you will be eligible and you have the rights to work here as a malaysian uh as, not as a malaysian as a resident of malaysia and if you do that you have to vote for us you know like they were doing this and there were photos all over online of like uh these men from bangladesh from nepal from uh, wherever else lining up coming out of the planes and going to the ballot boxes. It, it was crazy and you know these sort of things have repercussions like people will have racial biasness or racial judgment and they will start attacking people and uh you know it's it's people will start well not to say there were no riots luckily like honestly luckily there were no riots. However, these sort of things can lead to rioting, you know, or lead to violence. It was it was like it was a terrible terrible time like uh we the opposition obviously didn't win and you know there was the there were mass like protests against the the elections people were wearing black to represent the death of democracy it was quite it was quite sad really um and now we should be having uh, our upcoming elections the elections were supposed to be in November last year because I think that was that was um, the end of the term for government bodies because it's like every four years I think however you know they've been procrastinating and they've been like pushing it forward and forward because they're obviously planning something to to find ways to continue uh governing Malaysia somehow as corrupt as possible, and this is what. This is this is basically what they're doing right now to try and make sure that they can perform electoral fraud. Okay, so there's this article on online uh, that just that was posted up by the Weekend Australian. So it's an Australian uh, uh, online mag, uh, online news news outlet, and they explain about what's happening in in malaysia right now and basically what what is happening is that the government they're trying to um they're trying to reshape or what's the word for it it's like uh okay so you know what i'll read i'll read a a paragraph because it'll, it'll be easier um so basically what it is is um Okay, they're saying, Malaysia's 14.8 million registered voters and opposition parties are bracing for what some say will be an even greater larceny after the the tabling in Parliament on Thursday uh, last week of a final report into proposing a redraw of electoral boundaries. So basically what they're doing is they're trying to... uh, They're trying to... Uh, redraw. What's another word for it? Like they're they're creating new boundaries within within the country of of uh, which cities so or which uh, which 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 districts are within which boundaries? You know, and this what this means is like for example, if average Pakatan Harapan, which are the opposition, if Pakatan Harapan seat is seventy seven thousand six hundred voters compared to the average of BN seats, which is 46,500, the government will still secure 60% of the seats with just only 40% of the vote. I mean, like because the boundaries are... When when the boundaries are much smaller, even if you have less votes, because the average of those votes compared to a bigger boundary is uh, percentage-wise more then you're do you kind of understand me like like if you if you want to i don't i don't know how to equate this because i'm not a mathematician but i I, and i'm not sure how to explain it to you but basically what they're doing is they're trying to make the opposition party's boundaries much larger than they are right now so that the amount of people that votes won't matter because if 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 the current government has a smaller boundary and still the people there vote, the average percentage of those boundaries might be the same or b n might be more just because the boundaries are much smaller if you get what I'm saying, so that's what they're trying to do right now to 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 steal votes <laughs> that's fucking mental, isn't it like and the fact that like i mean in any normal country in any normal civilized uh transparent country. This is already seen as illegal. How, how can you be proposing something like this uh, before elections and and pretending as though that you don't you have the good you have the best intentions like it's very obvious what they're trying to do here because they do I, 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 I'm pretty sure that they do feel threatened by by Malaysians right now because Malaysians are not stupid. Uh, they're misinformed, but they're not stupid like they know and they're being cheated. That the problem is, it. I mean, it's corruption. Like, the problem is bribery and 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 crony cronyism. There's tons of cronies around Malaysia that make it so that the system will continue to function, and it, it's really difficult. Okay. Um, what else does it say here? See, like from this article itself. Um, I'm not sure who this is quoting it doesn't mention however he's saying what's going to happen is that najib will cheat all the way through oh it's it's dr mahadeh's quote basically um he's saying that najib is gonna try and cheat all the way through he's gonna use huge sums of money to bribe people and usually what they do is they hold like expos and events and they 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 have like lucky draws and and give away money or like kitchen appliances or motorcycles, houses, land. This is how they get people to vote for for BN for the current party. I'm not like I'm not surprised. This has been happening for years. Um, although, and and it happens in small amounts too. Like for example, uh, every year during uh, election period you will see photos on newspapers online of like the government giving refrigerators with like the big one MDB logo or something to a poor poor family in um, in another rural area and you know they 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 purposefully and and usually in rural areas they're really kept out of the loop of what's happening uh What's happening in the government? Because they don't have access to to proper water, proper electricity, internet. All they have are cable TV, which is run by the government. Because TV 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 dua, and all that, they have like they have all the news news um, news programs, right? And the news programs are all being controlled by the government. Like there, there's no way that they're gonna show. Uh, the scandal, for example, it's all full of propaganda. Like if you watch, <laughs> I was I was really surprised last year when I came back uh, from the UK and watched just local TV, and it was like every single advertisement there was um, someone talking about how wonderful Malaysia is, and like you know there would be like, can you imagine those propaganda videos of like the flags behind people while they talk? very majestically towards a microphone or something those things like there are still advertisements like that in malaysia talking about how wonderful malaysia is and how we should be protecting the malay rights and blah 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 all that shit (laughs) it's it's shocking and these are the things that are being that are being shown to uh, families and communities in rural areas that don't have access to anything else newspapers are being controlled by the government news on on television are being controlled by the government um, internet certain websites are being blocked so people cannot read news unless somehow they have connections to people you know internationally like for example i i always get news because i have friends from all around the world who can share the news with me and they have access to all of this all of these articles like the, the australian weekend uh, the, the the weekend australian for example I'm one hundred percent sure this is blocked in Malaysia um, and the thing is like oh, the oh, the corruption is so bad like when I think about it, what can we do? All we can do is like we can talk about it, we can share, we can be registered voters, and we can use our we can exercise our rights to vote however, if we like there's a wonderful quote by um she said something here it was like it really struck a chord in most of us i think sorry the the quote is not by it's by a spring roll seller <laughs> a person who sells spring rolls in a night market he basically summed up how we all feel okay so the quote is right now in malaysia when the thief enters your house it is the house owner that is being charged that is exactly what it's like in malaysia like We are openly being robbed, like, we're not even blindly being robbed, we're openly being robbed by our governing leaders, and we can't do anything about it. It's like, we can exercise our rights and we can talk about it, but, you know, there's chances that people will get in trouble, will be go to jail, will be fined, uh, will be censored. Um, They're gonna find ways to cheat, to cheat somehow, like, to bribe people, to to uh, to change the numbers of the ballots like the, the the total numbers of the ballots to tons of propaganda to brainwash people to to threaten people, blackmail them it's like it's like we're being run where we're, we're being led by gangsters, you know. They are, that's what they are. They're gangsters and if you try to reveal what's happening, you get fired, you get um, you get ostracized, you get killed. Many, many a times there are news about people getting killed randomly, and they're they were once connected to uh, to Najib's uh, cronies, crony team. You know, it's it's really sad. Um, uh, one of one of the only things that I can. I can shine and I can be quite happy about is that there are international investigations happening towards 1MDB because the money has been traveling all over the world basically like whoever is part of uh, the cronyism of Najib they have money in their pockets from Najib so they spend it unwisely on things and and you know people other international bodies will catch on and what what I'm hoping is that you know these countries can speed up their process and just freaking find a way to take down the prime minister and all of his people like i really there there's like i can i can tell you for at least the near future of my life in malaysia i don't feel safe or i don't feel like i have confidence in my own in my own country um uh, okay, wait, we'll get, we'll get onto that, but let me tell you about the investigations, uh, the international investigations before we stray off, but, so, there are about, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven countries that are investigating the 1MDB scandal right now, because they have connections to it, so, Switzerland, they've frozen some bank accounts, uh, amounting to, like, several million US dollars that are linked to 1MDB Um, and then Hong Kong as well has begun investigations of 250 million US dollars in credit uh, which was deposited in Hong Kong which are linked to 1MDB as well. Uh, In the US you know there are FBI investigations this one made made headlines I think last year. Um, What does it say? So it says here, The U.S. Justice Department's International Corruption Unit has begun a probe looking into property purchases in the U.S. uh, involving Najib's stepson, Riza Aziz, and the transfer of millions of dollars into Najib's personal account. This probe is looking at properties that have been purchased by shell companies that belong to Riza Aziz and close family friend J.Lo. That stupid, fat-ass bastard. Um... It also says that FBI have issued subpoenas to several past and present employees of film production company Red Granite uh, Pictures in regards to allegations of 150 million US dollars diverted from 1MDB to help finance 2013's film The Wolf of Wall Street. That's right, Leonardo DiCaprio is also involved in this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he probably didn't know, but still, uh, the wolf. I still haven't seen The Wolf of Wall Street because I don't want to watch something that's, that uh, has, has, has dirty money in it, you know. Um, there's also Singapore. Uh, Singapore is also investigating some money laundering eff- offenses related to 1MDB. Uh, Luxembourg uh, also started money laundering investigations concerning 1MDB uh, involved in like the transfer of several hundred millions of dollars to offshore accounts in Luxembourg itself. Uh, UAE have issued travel bans and frozen bank accounts of former Abu Dhabi sovereign wealth fund International Petroleum Investment Company's uh, employees Khadim al-Baisi and Muhammad Badawi al-Husseini, who have close connections to 1MDB. And uh, the, the last one is Seychelles who are also investigating the funds, basically. Um, so a lot of... I mean, I think the biggest investigation going on is with the United States of America, although, <laughs> although I mean, Najib and... Trump have met each other for some... For some reason, they had a meeting, so that doesn't... For me, that doesn't seem like something that... It doesn't give me a good impression on what's happening between the relationship of Malaysia and America. Um, it's... And and anyway, it's not like American politics is doing too well either. Like, after Obama left, pfft, seems like it's going to shit itself. So, I, I don't know, man. Like... Again, as I was saying, I I feel very much unsafe in Malaysia. Um, It's very... It's just going backwards, isn't it? Like, um, currently, also, the opposition... Basically, the opposition, they used to be a coalition, but then PAS, which is like an Islamic party, they left, like, they quit the coalition. So um, now, I think there will be three bodies that will be running in the elections, PAS, Pakatan Harapan, and BN. So BN is the one that's currently governing, the one full of cronies. Pakatan Harapan are the ones that uh, most urban, modern humans of society from Malaysia are probably going to vote for. Uh, For me, DAP within Pakatan Harapan. And PAS are just the super incredibly backwards uh, people who want to Reinforce hudud law and like Sharia law, for example. So, because there are now three parties running, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is my understanding of what's going on. Uh, now that there are three parties, one coalition, PAS and and BN running, it 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 becomes more complicated because uh, BN, a majority of the votes are usually from Malay Malaysians who are. Basically, cronies. You know, like uh, this. This is me. This is my. This is my generalization of most people who vote for BN because I think they're all stupid. They know what's going on. They know that BN are corrupted and that they're using taxpayers' monies for their own interests. They're taxing people like we have high taxes and very low income. It's and our livelihoods, uh, our quality of life is so shit compared to other countries. Okay, and and it's, it's because of the governing party right now and because of this fucking scandal. Um, and because a majority of Malay-Malaysians uh, most likely would vote for BN, it gets complicated because, okay, now most people know that BN are shit. So there's now opposition parties, which are PAS and Pakatan Harapan. PAS is a very Islamic, like... Radical Islamic type of party, and what what the worry is is that the Malay Malaysians who don't trust BN anymore will instead vote for PAS, which like please don't do this, <laughs> because if, they, if that's the case, and if they get more seats in the in the parliaments, then they will try and enforce like hudud law and like sharia law. Like please, instead please vote for Pakatan Harapan. <laughs> like I think the the strategy is that. Uh, Pakatan Harapan are trying to uh, win votes of the majority of Malay-Malaysians because Dr. Mahade are... Dr. Mahadeh is in that the opposition party and he's trying to show that he's reconciling with Anwar Ibrahim who is still currently in jail. Um, I mean it's a... it's all huge shit in my opinion like either way it's not like nothing is a good Solution. Not, there are no good solutions here. However, I would rather vote for the for the. Uh, I would rather pick my poison and choose the one with with um, choose the party that's that's has a little bit more uh, potential in changing what's the the landscape of Malaysia right now. Like, it's it's, you know, currently the situation is that the poll the. Politics in Malaysia is really driven by rage media. Like, uh, it's being manipulated w- with race and religion, and I think that's shit. And I mean, what I see from the the opposition party is that they are trying to change this. I mean, I don't know to what extent they will be progressive, but at least they are trying to be. They're trying to push for equal, um, equal rights for everyone. They're trying to be more harmonious. Which is, what Malaysia is supposed to be—a harmonious country, right? And and they're they're just trying to, to to stop the corruption. Which I mean, like benefit of the doubt. I hope that they they themselves don't have any corruption in their own bodies. But I mean, I have I don't really have much hope for. <laughs> I don't know. I'm rambling on, but honestly, I'm. I don't have that much hope for Malaysian uh, government to be honest like it, it will take years for us to reach the level of um, understanding and governing as certain countries in Europe for example it's like frustrating what I'm what I'm 100% most worried about is that that the opportunities that I I want to look for will be limited because of the way I am. I'm um, I'm not a Muslim. I am a Malay. I'm not a Muslim. I have different ways of thinking. I have different work ethics. I have. I would like to think that I'm very progressive, and some would say that I'm liberal trash. I'm not really. I'm actually quite diplomatic. I understand both sides most of the time, except for in, in the case of Malaysia, I don't understand the, the conservative... Uh, bodies, but because of the way I am, the way as an individual, you know I worry, I worry that for myself, i won't have the opportunities that I hope to have without having to like i i i'm afraid that I will lose my values, basically like if i'm back if when i'm in Malaysia, like do I really need to cheat to get far? because it seems like from my observation because because this is what the community is like if you want to get far you need to utilize the connections that you have you need to depend on nepotism you need to bribe you need to you need to like like put aside your values completely so that you can you can stand out and survive and i hate that so much like it's it's happened with so many of my friends who are who are very privileged people, privileged Malay Malaysians, for example. And, you know, when they, they enter the workforce that that is partially run by the government or something, they, they have to look, they have to, to close one eye when they see corruption happening, when they see briberies happening, and they pretend like it's not happening. And I'm like, I can't stand for this. Like, I can't. I can't tolerate it. And if I were to talk back, what will happen to me, you know? So, like, instead, I would physically just remove myself from this situation. I don't think it's a good thing that I would rather leave the country as opposed to stay and be one of the people who who tries and educates other people or talks about the certain topics. But, I mean, I can't. I don't want to lose my values. I don't know if I'm mentally strong enough to even... To even withstand people and their, and their arguments and their point of view, I, I don't know. And I mean, like, to be honest, I would really like to live in Europe, <laughs> in some country, in Scandinavia, because, like, I feel like that's where the future is, and uh, it's so horrible to say, and I always feel so bad admitting it, that I don't want to be, I don't want to live in Malaysia because of this mental struggle that I have every single day. I just want to be a good person, I want to help our community somehow, I want to always, I want to work hard, I want, I mean I'm a very passionate person but I feel that my opportunities always dwindle when I'm in Malaysia and it sucks. And it doesn't. It it didn't start with I, one MDB. Okay, it started years ago. I mean, like to be honest, it started with Dr. Mahade. Uh, I mean, he was in power for twenty two years. Do you honestly think that he didn't have any any uh, corrupt interests? Like this is okay. This is the this is how our community. This is how Malaysians view it. They they basically say. Oh, Mahade ruled for twenty-two years and yes, he also was corrupted and took money. But at least he thought of the people and at least he at least he um accelerated the economy of Malaysia. Like okay. He put Malaysia on the map in the nineteen nineties. But that doesn't justify his actions. That doesn't justify the fact that he introduced chronicism into Malaysia and the fact that he was um That he also, uh, what's the word for it? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's disappointing every time reading these news articles about what's happening. Um, it's disappointing to know that this is what we have to deal with as Malaysians. And... The only thing that I can do is talk about it and exercise my right to vote and somehow challenge people if they want to challenge me back. Um, I'm not very well spoken when it comes to speaking of policy making and uh, political point of view, but I can talk to you about the social point of view and what and social aspects and moral compasses. I can talk to you about that. I can I can argue with you about how wrong it is that our government is so corrupt and how they lie, openly lie. And I can argue with you about how you are turning a blind eye towards the corruption and towards the kleptocracy. That's the only way I can I can share my opinion with you. The facts are there. The facts are all over the internet. All you need to do is read and not use your emotions to argue with me about how shit our corrupt our, our government is. <laughs> um, this is a pretty long podcast episode. I'm so sorry about it, but this topic is really heavy, and I wanted you to also hear how I feel <laughs> reading about all of these things. Like i I think that I've I'm expressing quite a lot of disappointment, um, hopeful hopeful and wishful thinking as well. In the hopes that our government will be overthrown by the opposition, but we'll see. I don't have that much hope. Uh, I will continue to talk about it, and I will vote for the opposition when the elections are announced, when the election date is announced. But again, I'm not hopeful. We have corrupt, we have corrupt leaders. They're gonna find a way to cheat. And they will cheat like this is not even a this is not even a guess it's gonna happen um, yeah, sorry again, for this really long long episode, if you have any questions regarding what's happening, feel free to ask me um I'll be talking to my sister about this, and she's a political uh international affairs and political person, so she'll know a lot more about it but I'll link you to the article by The Australian so you can read even more about it about what's happening right now and uh, I think that's it this is a long enough podcast episode so I'll end it here (laughs) Uh, thanks again for listening you can follow me uh, on Twitter at ticket, and I will talk to you later thanks a lot, bye!